Welcome, happy hump day, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. If you haven't called yet, what are you waiting for? 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. The website at allamericangold.com. Uh, make it part of your daily routine, right? We got, obviously, the spot prices are up there. We got all the articles, the videos, uh, medals, plan information, shopping card. I mean, you name it, it's up there. Allamericangold.com. Uh, you know, man, today, kind of a quiet day. Uh, contract expirations, uh, August contracts uh, coming to an end. You know, that's how Wall Street works and uh, gold works. Uh, silver doesn't have an August contract, but gold does. Uh, so not a lot of economic data out this morning. Uh, right now, the Dow's up 200 points. And it's kind of funny because everyone's like, eh, we're not really sure why. Insurance stocks. So it looks like, if I was to guess, uh, everybody's getting defensive here uh, as the uh, new contracts are getting ready to play. But but we'll see. Who knows? It's early, right? You never know what Wall Street's going to do. Uh, one headline and everything can go the other way. A lot, lot of other stuff to talk about. Yesterday, I uh, didn't have time. You know, we talked about 401Ks. And now we're finding out all these lawsuits, uh, class action lawsuits, uh, that, that people are... Listen, you know what happens? It's simple. People see the stock market double, almost, not quite, from the highs of uh, 12 years ago to today. And then they look at their 401k balances. And they do the math. And they're like, well, wait a minute. I put in, and let's just say, you know, and I don't know the number. Let's just say you're putting $4,000 a year in your 401k. Well, 48000 was your own money, right? And then uh, maybe your company matches a little bit. So maybe they threw in 12000 right? You know, so it's like, okay, well, that's 50000 Right, and I had fifty thousand, you know, twelve years ago. Now I put another fifty in. That's a hundred, and uh, Wall Street's doubled. Right, I should be at least, you know, somewhere between, you know, one hundred seventy-five, two hundred thousand, something like that. And you, you go and you look at your balance, and it's uh, one hundred twenty-five. Yeah, you know, right? people get mad, right? And they're like, "Hey, wait a minute! You know what? Where's my money?" I, I got to retire. I don't have enough. And so now we're seeing all these class action lawsuits and the 401ks. Because let's face it, it's nothing more than a big racket. Right? They they wanted to get rid of pensions, and they figured out a way to do it. They had the government and the central bank all behind them. You know, like, listen, they talk about it all the time. Oh, you know, well, all these people that don't have a 401k, they're small business, or they work for a small business, and they want to be able to allow you to, to, to invest like this and that. And I'm going to tell you right now, if it's me, join our medals program. Yeah, I know you don't get it tax-deferred, but we talked about taxes yesterday. The only time 
the tax-deferred thing is really any benefit to you? As if when you're ready, when the government starts forcing you to take it, or you just need to start taking it before the government forces you to. As if you don't have a lot. That's the only time it helps. Right? Because then it's like, okay, well, at least I don't have to pay a ton of taxes because I don't got any income. Right? Could you imagine if you had, you know, like the commercials, if you had a couple million dollars in your 401k and uh, you had to sell 10% a year because the, the government was forcing it, hey, that's 200 grand. Right? You're like, oh, I'm going to lose 40% of my money. You know, right? Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Right? The only time you don't is when, oh, I only had 20 grand. <laughs> so 2% is only 2 grand, right? It, it's, you know, it, 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 I, I, it's not going to cause me to have this income where I'm going to have to pay even more taxes. So it's really kind of self-defeating. But today, we're going to talk about Social Security and really dive into... Uh, there was an article that maybe made me want to do it. They were talking about the seven myths of Social Security. Anybody out there, just so you know, and I'll give you a little uh, precursor, that tells you that don't worry, all this Social Security stuff, it's fine, is either ignorant, a liar, or truly doesn't understand what the law really is. And for most Americans, the government wants you to be ignorant, and they don't want you to understand the laws. Because when you're ignorant and you don't understand what the law really is, it allows for you to be deceived. Right, so it allows for oh, you know that guy's just crazy. He doesn't know, right? And, and on Social Security, if you really spent some time online, you can find the answer you like. Right? If you want to believe Social Security's a sham, you can find that. If you want to believe. Social Security, oh, it's fine and perfect and I don't have to worry. You can find it. Today, I'm going to try to tell you what it really is. How about that? Don't touch that dial. We'll be back. 800-951-0592. And, and I've, I've done this a bunch of times. And it always bears repeating. When you talk about... Uh, investing, when you talk about saving, when you talk about retirement, you know, these are things that used to be handled through your job. Back when all the jobs used to be full-time. You go back to the, you know, really, from the 1900s, the 1950s, 1960s, 1970s, all the jobs were full-time, unless you really wanted to be part-time. All these companies, right, people worked for most of their lives. You know what used to be really common? Is you grew up in the same neighborhood with the same kids. 
And they were there pretty much your whole life. It was rare. Oh, hey, Jimmy's moving. Didn't used to happen very often. It did, but not that often. You know, mom stayed home, dad worked, raised the kids. And then it started changing, right? And and, and uh, the first big change was they stopped pensions, right? So there was no more reward for working at a company 20, 30, 40 years, right? You, didn't, you don't get the, the watch right? or the ring anymore. You don't get the big payoff. And now, of course, today we live in the gig economy right now where uh, instead of employing you, hey, how about you just be an independent contractor? All of us know people like that, right? I mean, they're, they're everywhere. Right, that way we don't have to. We don't have to offer a four hundred one k. We don't have to give you insurance. We don't have to do workman's comp, payroll taxes. We don't have to do any of that stuff. And obviously, any company that can get somebody to be part time instead of full time, right? They don't have to offer them the benefits and this and that and the other. And of course, the one staple, right? It was Social Security created during the Great Depression. And it was kind of a, a, a safety net for the people that were, hey, they were older, didn't have any money, and, and couldn't work anymore, and uh, a way to provide income. And, of course, anybody thinking that the government is better at saving your money for you than you are uh, needs to get their head examined, right? But that's the premise, right? You, when you do, uh, you know, you pay your payroll tax, right, that's, that's how it works. Right, you're you're essentially telling the government, "Hey, save my money for me," instead of you doing it on your own, right? Because the government's like, "Hey, you can't do it." And of course, when in a debt laden system, you you most people really can't. It's it's uh, almost impossible uh, to be able to do it. But Social Security, when it was first created, was what they referred to as a pay as you go system. Now, what does that mean, pay as you go? Well, very simply put, is the government would say, hey, remember, government fiscal year, October 1st to the last day of September. That's the government's fiscal year. So, getting towards September, getting ready to head into October, so probably right about now. Okay, because here we are, we're in the last few days of August, right? They're getting ready for the new fiscal year budgets. And they, by and large, know, hey, the last Social Security checks are getting ready to go out, right? Beginning of September, they're getting ready to go out. And the government would say, hey, we've spent, and let's just pick a number, $100 billion. And let's say, you know, this is going back a ways now. We spent $100 billion in Social Security checks, okay? And they'll look at the payroll tax, and they'll say, what did we bring in? And let's just, for argument's sake, say they brought in $85 billion, okay? The government, for the next fiscal year, would change the payroll tax a little bit 
to make sure, okay, we need to, we got to get another $15 billion in here. So instead of charging a payroll tax of 1%, we're going to charge 1.2%, okay? And then the next fiscal year rolls around. And they're like, okay, what did we spend? Yeah, we spent $105 billion. How much did we take in? Well, we took in $107 billion. Okay, don't change the payroll tax this year. Then another year rolls around. Yeah, well, we spent 120 What did we take in? Hey, 110 Okay, well, let's bump up the payroll tax a little bit. And they did that. From the inception of Social Security uh, in the, in the mid-1930s, all the way up until the early 80s. That's how it went. And then we got the uh, Alan Greenspan was anointed by Ronald Reagan to get us prepared for the baby boomers. And, of course, really what it was, it was a big shell game with taxes. So Reagan delivered these huge tax cuts to businesses. Right, remember, it created supply-side economics. And in a way to offset that, they instituted, and they gave tax cuts to the, to the people too. I don't want to say it was just for business. But they took the payroll tax and shot it way up to where it sits today, matter of fact. And with that, they created these huge surpluses, right? I.e., the Social Security Trust Fund. When the trust fund was originally conceived, in the original legislation, it truly was And I'll use the word lockbox, because that's something all of you have heard. It was something where they said, hey, unlike all the other revenues that come into Washington, D.C., we do not want the Treasury to be able to use it. In other words, truly we're going to collect it, But we're going to put it on the side, and you can't use the money. Okay? Now, of course, that bill couldn't get passed. But that was how it was originally written. In order to pass it, Congress got rid of that rule and said, No, it's revenue. We'll do with it as we see fit. Right? Well, we can spend it, but don't worry. If we spend it, we'll still set it, you know, set it aside, right? And we'll still we'll make good on it later. And so this is how how Social Security went all through the 80s and the 90s. When you look at government debt, they were actually able to make it appear that they were running, they were more fiscally responsible than they were really were because of this Social Security thing. But let me get into, now, and I've kind of laid it out what it used to be, let me get into uh, the guy that wrote about these myths. Number one in his myths, 
illegal immigrants collect Social Security. That was myth number one. Now, part of the problem is 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 they they can actually do it. Uh, it it's it's something where uh, if they got caught, right, they could get in trouble. But we know a lot of illegals they they have bogus Social Security numbers, steal Social Security numbers. Technically, lawfully, immigrants must be obviously lawfully present, must pay into the system for 10 years uh, before you're eligible again. I don't know if that's really a myth. A lot of the illegals are here their whole lives. So uh, whether that's a myth or not, you know, I'll call it a gray area, but trust me, most do. The government raided the trust fund. And again, this is why I said before, you can find the answer you're looking for. This particular guy wants you to believe they didn't. And I'm going to read it to you so we, we can go through it together. Some people believe the Social Security system wouldn't be facing insolvency today if the government kept their gosh darn thieving hands out of it. Actually, I don't believe that at all. They spent the money, but that's, he's right. Whether the government spent it or not, it doesn't fix Social Security. There has never been any changes in the way the Social Security payroll taxes are used by the government. That was his big truth. That's true. That's absolutely true. The way they set it up is exactly how they work it today. Well, I, and I will say this. The, the one part that isn't true about that, they did change the pay-as-you-go part. They just made it much bigger. And they did that. I want to say the law was enacted in 83 or updated, but neither here nor there. The Social Security Trust Fund has never been put into the general fund. It's a separate account, and it always has been. And I love this. I love these talks about this. That is also true. The government has a completely separate journal entry, just like this guy said. Doesn't mean, here's the problem. They still spent it. And, and uh, he goes on and talks about uh, the way that, that the government does it and says, hey, we still pay the interest and all that. All of that is true. So what happened? The government spent it. They put in non-marketable securities, right? And I've said this before. And the reason they're non-marketable, right? Why? Well, because they didn't actually buy buy anything with it, but they pretended to. They made a journal entry about it. And and yes, they 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 increased this journal entry every year that they overcollected plus interest. Now, here's the problem. We, we, pa- we passed over collection 10 to 12 years ago. Okay, We stopped collecting more than what we were putting in. However, the interest payment that they would journal to the account still had it to where it covered the difference up until last year. So now... Social Security, we don't we pay out more than what we bring in, even 
after the government pays us the interest on the money that they had been spending all along. Okay, So we're slowly starting to deplete this. Now, this was the big one in his little deal. So he tries to, to make it appear that the government uh, didn't do anything bad. They, they followed the law the way they intended to do it. He's right, they did. They set it up this way. This was their plan. Myth number three. Social Security is going bankrupt. And again... He's right and he's wrong. Is Social Security going bankrupt and when? We're going to talk about that when we return. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. One of the biggest lies taught to young Americans is that our Constitution and laws require government to enforce a total separation of church and state. Here is a list of familiar examples that prove America has never mandated a complete separation of church and state. Our Pledge of Allegiance contains the words, One Nation Under God. A portrait of Moses with the Ten Commandments tablet is on the wall of the United States Supreme Court. The Lincoln Memorial has chiseled in it, Judgments of the Lord are righteous. There is a prayer room in Congress. The Tomb of the Unknown Soldier is dedicated to a soldier known but to God. The United States Supreme Court opens with the words, God save the United States and this honorable court and witnesses swear to tell the truth, so help them God. The inscription on the Liberty Bell cites Leviticus 25.10. All our military branches pay the salaries of chaplains. We have mandated a national day of prayer. We have mandated Thanksgiving when we are asked to give thanks to God. We celebrate Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ, as a national holiday. The last stanza of our national anthem refers to God. Our Declaration of Independence refers to God four times. Our calendar is dated from the year of the birth of Jesus Christ. Our coins and money bills are inscribed with the words, In God We Trust. Famous American songs, My Country Tis of Thee, America the Beautiful, and the Battle Hymn of the Republic, all mention God. The United States Constitution refers to Jesus when it was signed just above John Hancock's signature in the year of our Lord, 1787. Parents, you should remind your children of these facts because public schools are teaching them absolutely nothing about our religious history and heritage. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. When America turns our back on our Christian heritage, we shouldn't be surprised when biblical precepts like honesty, kindness, respect, justice, and freedom are abandoned. At phyllisschlafly.com, we still believe in rights endowed by our Creator. If you agree, find out more at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. So we're talking about, this article was yesterday on Market Watch, and, and again, this was Devin Carroll trying to uh, tell everybody what a 
what a great job the government has done with your retirement accounts. Uh, and again, you can find the good and the bad. And and really, there's it's one of these cases where both are right. The government handles social, well, it was handling Social Security like your bank handles a deposit. Right? The second you deposit the money in the bank, you don't own it anymore. And then the bank loans it out. Well, the government kind of did the same thing. Right? They're like, eh, I know that's for your retirement, but uh, whatever's left over, we're going to spend it. And we're going to put these IOUs in there, but we're going to make them, you know, just like a treasure. We're going to give you some interest to make you feel better. And they did. They did. Now, of course, where did that interest come from? Well, it came out of the debts. Right? Just got added to government spending. It's all left pocket, right pocket. Doesn't really matter. So now... Social Security benefits, right, as I told you, considered pay-as-you-go. We know that. And, and of course, they changed it, really. And now we're at this point where the way the system was originally intended, we should be raising the payroll tax right now, right, because we don't have the money, right? We're paying out more than what we're bringing in. And now they're talking about running out of money. Now, right now, the the trust fund, the, the, the balance will be out of money. And I think the new number is 2033. This guy's actually got a wrong number in here, but I'm not going to criticize him for that. The projections, and this is the problem with these projections. How do they come up when this... The, we're going to be out of money. So before they have to raise the payroll tax again, the government's going to use this trust fund, right, which really is, should have been what? The deficits right now, which are 22.5 on its way to $23 trillion, should, should really be 26 right? Because trust fund's got just under $3 trillion in it. Left pocket, right pocket. What is going to happen? Here, here's the first thing you need to know. The projections on when Social Security is going to have exhausted this $2.9 trillion is incorrect. It's wrong. Matter of fact, uh, and I've been saying this, I think, we're probably looking 2025, maybe with a couple of accounting tricks, 2026, 2027 max. Okay, so we're probably uh, best case scenario. We're looking at about eight years, and it really will depend. A lot of the variance will depend on how big the recession is, because once we're going to have one. Right, it's inevitable because the the central banks create bubbles and booms and bust, and, and we're we're already kind of right. Maybe maybe coming here in the next year or two, whatever. The worse it is, the faster it will run out. Okay, but they don't put those in nowhere in any of the projections ever for Social Security. Did we ever have any bad times? So that's why I tell you doesn't matter what that new 2035, 2034, 2033, 2032, it doesn't matter. 
2025 to 2027 is my best guess. I don't. Again, that's my uh, what, what what I call it educated guess as to when. Now, what happens when we get there? At that point, Social Security will only pay about seventy-five percent. In other words. What we bring in versus what we have to pay out, Social Security's 25% short. So one of two things could be done. Obviously, is that bankruptcy? In most terms, we'd say yes. This guy says, well, that's not great news. That's not bankruptcy. Yeah, it is. But, you know... Let's not get into semantics. Here's the thing of why he can say this is not bankruptcy. Think about this. If your employers came to you and said, hey, listen, we just don't have enough money to pay you. We'll pay you 75%. Hey, vendors, we don't have enough money to pay you for your product. I'll just give you 75 cents instead of a dollar. What would happen? Right? What would happen? The vendor would be like, uh, I don't think so, and force you into bankruptcy, right? Uh, obviously, you can't force the federal government into bankruptcy that way. Because that's how the law's written, by the way. So you still won't receive zero. So in this guy's eyes, that, that, that's why it's not bankruptcy. But neither here nor there. This is what's going to happen. The government can do one of two things. Okay. One, they can raise the payroll tax. So just think about the payroll tax now. The government is 25% light. Probably would have to raise, and, 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 and still they know, and by the way, the number still growing. 2020, 2026, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. So they'll probably have to raise the payroll tax from 12.4% to, I don't know, pick a number, 16 18%. Now, if you're self-employed, you have to pay both. Right? You have to pay the whole thing. If you work for somebody else, you only pay half. So right now, you're paying 6.2%. In order to be able... Uh, to fund Social Security after the trust fund runs out. And whether the trust fund was real or not real, doesn't matter. You'd probably be paying somewhere between 9 and 10%. Or if you're a business owner, 18 to 20. Now that wouldn't be very popular. But it'd be one way. Right? We go back to pay as you go. Right? And start thinking about that. Wait a minute, 20% of my wages go to Social Security? And, and every every couple of years, right, they'd have to keep increasing it. It's not like Social Security stops. The other option is, well, one of the, and there's many, they could cut benefits, right? They could do the cut. Hey, we're going to cut it. Here's the problem. In a couple of years, they'd have to cut it again. And a couple of years after that, they'd have to cut it again. And a couple of years after that, they'd have to cut it again. 
There's another thing they could do, too. I'll tell you that one next. 800-951-0592. That's the number. You can call or not. If you don't, here's what's coming. Okay, we're, we're already running well over a trillion dollars of debt a year. Social Security has, I don't know, six, eight years, something like that. Are we going to cut everyone's benefits by 25%? Of course, here's the problem with that. We have to cut them every year. It's not like it, it, it's not like it was. Hey, we'll just take one cut and be done. No, no. It's not like Social Security is not going to keep going further into debt. See, this is the problem. The government could raise the payroll tax. We go pay as you go again. This is what they've done to the money. By the way, I mean we're 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 talking about. You know, in the in the eighties when they changed it, we were in the like one percent, two percent payroll tax. Now we're at twelve point four, and now I'm telling you, uh, when it goes bust, we're we're gonna have to have a payroll tax of somewhere, I guess, around eighteen, right? Because the money's so worthless. But here's the problem: every year or two, you now we're at eighteen. Now we got to go to nineteen. Then we got to go twenty. Then we got to go twenty-one. Right? And you start looking at your 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 paychecks. Right? Oh, well, they're not going to stick it to the old people. What? We're going to stick it to the people that are working? Right? Think about how would you offset this huge jump in your payroll tax? I know one way. Uh, forget my four hundred one k. Right? Everybody, nobody would ever sign up for that because I don't have anybody. They could go into debt for it. And see, and this is the thing that most people don't understand. Right now, this is what's happening right now. Social Security, Medicare, the, the trust fund, all that stuff, that, that real fake journal entry. The government is taking the shortfall and paying it. Now... They don't want to say it like that because they want you to believe about the trust fund whole thing. It doesn't, like I said, it really doesn't matter. When that's over, though, the government will say, "See, we made good on our end. We 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 paid you back with interest, all that money, and now here we are, eight years from now, six years from now, ten years from now. Now what? Now here's the problem." We'll be running deficits of, I don't know, two, three, worst case scenario, four trillion. What's the shortage? How much more is the shortage? Well, that's a great question. And all I can do is take an educated guess. My belief is year one. We'd be looking at half a trillion dollars, probably, give or take. Now, plus or minus $100 billion. I know that's a lot, but, you know, I'm not real sure. But somewhere in that vicinity, right, half a trillion more. 
right? And then think about uh, how are we going to pay for that, Who, right? We're struggling right now to have people show up to the bond market just to get the Treasury refunded, right? We're struggling with that right now. Could you imagine? Here we are in 2025 or 26 or 27, and we're already trying to sell, I don't know, trillions and trillions, probably $14, 15000000000000 trillion worth of debt. And then we have to say, hey, wait a minute, hey, here's another $500 billion. here's another half a trillion more, who's going to do that? Right, they're already saying right now we already need the the Federal Reserve to start buying, you know, bring in QE four. What QE plan would be Social Security? Because, like I said, there's only a couple of choices: take a cut, and then every couple of years get another cut. Right? It's not like it's a one and done cut. Go back to pay as you go. Right. And think about it, pay as you go by 2030, 2035. Could you imagine? Hey, uh, we just need 25% of your paycheck. You know, don't worry. Just pay for these old people. Right? That's that's not logical. Right? And also, it's not logical to say, hey, all you old people, let's, uh, I got a great idea. Hey, let's just give you 25% less. Right? Well, what happened? Well, They'd all be out in the streets, right? Don't want to do that. So when you start looking at the future, the end of cash is much, much closer than even I want to believe. Right? And I say this every once in a while. It's almost like the perfect storm. Right now, the deficits should be going down. We should still have deficits, but they should be going down, right? Because we're not in a recession. But instead, they're what? They're going, and they're not going up a little bit. I mean, the deficits are jumping like 30% a year. And now we've got this n- another big super storm that's, you know, like I said, six, seven years away. That when it gets here, Right, the numbers are already going to be so astronomical. It's no wonder why we're starting to see all these articles about, is this it for the central bank? And the Bank of England talking about a digital currency. The big wipeout is coming. I hope you're prepared before it gets here. And, and I think that's why you got, you know, people are talking about gold going to the moon. That's why they're doing it. Final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now, this is not new. Remember that country called Greece? See, this was part of Greece's problems. Is the regenerous retirement, and of course, you know, oh, black market, no one pays taxes, blah, 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 blah. But this was it. This was the reason. Remember 
what they did. Austerity, right? Forced austerity. And when you think about China and, and us and this trade war, it's not a trade war, it's a superpower war. China knows this. See, it's not very long anymore. When I first started here, do you know what they said the trust fund was going to run out? It was 2044 or something like that. It was like 40 years away. I remember Alan Greenspan in the late 90s saying, don't worry about Social Security, Medicare. The, the, the debt's going to be paid off, baby. And all that money we saved on the interest on the debt will we'll fix our problem. Of course, now, fast forward. <laughs> that was when the debt was $5 trillion, by the way. Fast forward today, it's almost 23 So that didn't work. And I don't know. You know, I know this. All these people know how to do math, and they can phrase it any way they want. You know, and I don't even have to tell you, all of you know, it is unpayable. The standard of living that we have is not sustainable. It's like, uh, you know, Eric, you said, the minimum wage has to be like 50 bucks an hour. In order to get the payroll tax, right? I mean, that's going to have to be. Cars are going to have to cost not a hundred thousand. Cars are going to have to be two hundred. A home is going to have to be an entry level home is going to have to be a million plus. I mean, this this is this is the big problem that we have uh, with the, this debt money system. And now the realities are: listen, already in the sixteen years that I've been doing this. They've lowered the Social Security expiration date by like 11 years. So just imagine in the next eight, right? They're going to lower it, what, at least another four or five, right? Which puts you 2026, 2027. I mean, it's simple math. I hope you're ready. Call us. Put some of that hard-earned money into gold and silver. Here's what it's going to do. Whatever you put in today, whatever that amount buys today, if you put in 50000 today, whatever $50,000 could buy today, when we get to this, whatever the new, whether it's austerity, whether it's, it's uh, uh a new money, whatever it is, right? Which is probably going to be, I'm, I'm hoping for new money, right? The electronic currencies and all that stuff. Whatever 50 grand would buy today, you're going to be able to buy that when that happens. That same thing. Problem is that same thing's probably going to be 250, half a million bucks. See what I'm saying? 800 Patriot Radio News Hour. Everybody take care. And I, I hope you understand about Social Security a little better today. <laughs>